0: hey everybody welcome back to the fat loss simplified podcast where we just hang out with you who have probably struggled with the diet culture nonsense that exists out there that keeps you from losing 20 or more pounds of fat that keeps you from having a healthy relationship with food and keeps you from being proud of what you see in the mirror and they keep you obsessing over your food choices spending hours in the gym And frankly, they lead you to feel like you have to give up your social life. And thankfully, none of those things are true. You can lose 20 or more pounds of fat. You can have an awesome relationship with food. You can have all the things you enjoy and still hit your 2024 goals. And so it's our mission this year to kind of rebrand the podcast and make it so that we just give you the tools that you need to succeed and I wrote recently to my email list about the New Year's phenomenon, right? The New Year's phenomenon that everyone experiences every year is the fact that we set these goals. And whenever we set these goals, we get this this internal motivation kick. We get this dopamine hit that makes us feel good. And then when we go to actually do the work that will get us the result for the goals that we set, we end up falling short. And the reason that we end up falling short is because the work is harder than we anticipated. And so if we quit, then we can make the goal again and get the dopamine hit, right? And so we want to give you the tools that you need to actually succeed, to actually do the work, so that it's not just the dopamine hit that you get, but it's the actual result that you get. And so, like I said, Um, It's part of our mission to give you all those tools, and this is actually a tool that was recommended by somebody on our email list. And if you are somebody that you say, hey, I want to be able to have my questions answered, I want to be able to ask about um, certain things when it comes to my health and fitness, then go ahead and shoot me an email at resources at holistichabits.fit. And if you're listening on the podcast, I'll put that link in the show notes If you happened upon us on YouTube, I'll also put uh, that email in the description so you can send me an email with your question and uh, we can get whatever you're dealing with addressed. But this is a resource that I put together because somebody on my email list reached out and said, hey, I really need help with a diet. What I really need is a diet that will get me to where I want to be and also incorporate the foods that I enjoy, and also keep me from craving bad foods. Now, I do want to just kind of pause there for a second, and it is my belief that there's really not a bad food. It's just our relationship to those foods that make the difference. All foods have a place, I think, in our life. It's just in what amounts, and how we relate to those foods that really make the difference on whether or not we actually get to our health and fitness goals. So with that being said, I wanna make it as easy as possible for you uh, to be able to do that. And so I put together this nutrient rich foods cheat sheet and I'm gonna put the the link to that in my email that I'm sending out to my email list. If you're not on my email list, then just send me an email and I've already told you where to send it. So. We'll talk to you soon. But uh, our nutrient rich foods cheat sheet. And what this is, is it's things that should be incorporated pretty much at every meal proteins, fats, carbs from whole food sources. Now, what a lot of my clients struggle with at the beginning is they struggle with how do I know what whole foods go into what category and make sure that I'm getting the right foods in the right amounts. And so I went ahead and I put together this cheat sheet for them and said, hey, what we wanna do is we want to first get your proteins taken care of. Because like I mentioned often, protein is the building block. It is the foundation of a healthy diet. It is what is going to take care of your muscles and keep them from deteriorating, which goes a long way when it comes to your long-term fat loss goals the less muscle you have, the slower your metabolism is. So if we can build our diet on the foundation of protein and keep muscle on our bodies, then we also keep our metabolic rate up high and we keep fat loss not only more sustainable, but also way more attainable as well. And so protein is super important. And so for most people, Now, there's some exceptions, there's some outliers if you have intolerances and those kinds of things. And if you do, it would be important for you to have a conversation with a dietary professional to be able to figure out how to best meet your needs. But for most people, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to get one gram of protein per pound of your desired body weight. So whatever your goal weight is provided it's realistic and healthy, right? If you're in your 40s, don't try to shoot for like your high school weight because it's probably not healthy or realistic. And that's a good thing because you're no longer a high schooler. Some people get these numbers stuck in their mind of where they should be and they're not the healthiest ideas. And if you need help working through that, please reach out to me. I'll be more than happy to help you work through those things. But shoot for one gram of protein per pound of your desired body weight. So if I want to weigh 175 pounds, then I should shoot for 175 grams of protein per day. Now, here's the exception to that. The exception to that is if you're currently eating somewhere between 60 to 70 grams, if you're eating less than 100 grams, don't jump all the way up to 175. If you're eating 60 grams, don't jump all the way up to 150 or whatever your number is, don't make a huge jump because it will probably mess with your digestion and make you feel like eating that much protein is undoable. And that's not what we want. We want to increase your protein, yes. We want to get to the place where you're able to eat one gram Of protein per pound of your desired body weight, but you might not be there yet. Let's say you're currently eating 70 grams of protein, just increase that by 20%. Just eat more than you currently are. Get comfortable with eating more than you currently are when it comes to protein, and then once you get comfortable with eating more, then you can increase it again. And slowly over time, build your way up to eating one gram of protein Per pound of your desired body weight. Now, an easy way to measure this, if you want to tailor this to your needs, is that for every quarter pound of meat is 25 grams of protein. And so you can easily measure that out ahead of time, right? Say you measure out the appropriate amount of protein for you for the next day. You can easily do that by knowing that a quarter pound of meat, no matter what the meat is, is Usually, roughly 25 grams of protein. For all the meats, it's roughly 25 grams of protein. And so you can easily figure that out. So let's say, for example, I want to get 150 grams of protein. That means that since a quarter pound of meat is equal to 25 grams, then I need to eat one and a half pounds of meat in order to eat 150 grams of protein. Now, we don't necessarily have to eat that much all in meat, right? Because I don't. I also mix in yogurt, eggs, those kinds of things, which means that I don't have to eat that much meat. But if I'm eating only meat, then that's what it would be. And it's an easy way to measure it. Um, Most people, what they're eating besides meat for protein would be eggs and yogurt. And so if you already know I eat this many eggs and this much yogurt in a day, you can subtract that out from your total. So for me, Let's just say, because this is easy math and let's make believe here, right? Let's just say that I want to get 150 grams. For me, that's too low because I definitely should weigh more than 150 pounds. But let's say that my target is 150 grams of protein, my goal weight is 150 pounds, and I eat 25 grams of protein from eggs, which little cheat sheet here. Eggs are six grams per egg. Um and Greek yogurt and those kinds of things, let's say besides meat, I'm eating 25 grams of protein from those sources, then I don't need to eat a a pound and a half. I just need to eat a pound and a quarter to get up to 125 because I'm eating other things that bring me up to 150. Again, bringing back into perspective, the reality that if you're currently eating between 60 or 70 grams, then just aim to do better. Do not jump huge jumps, do not add like 75 grams all in one day, because your digestion probably will not love you for that. That's a good way to begin and a great way to approach it. Now, uh, in this category, we have lean proteins and higher fat proteins. If you're mixing in higher fat proteins into your diet, you probably don't have to worry about getting fats in, but if you're only eating you know, from these leaner categories like chicken breast, white fish, those kinds of things, you're eating non fatty fish, you're eating non fatty meats, then during each meal, you're also going to have about a thumb size, a thumb size of fats. And so here is a list of fats as well. And again, if you're on the podcast, uh, go ahead and reach out to me so that I can send you this resource as well. Um, here's a list of oils that would be good. They include extra virgin olive oil, coconut oil, avocado oil, safflower oil, sesame oil, and there's some other oils. This is not a, a definitive list. There are more things that you can put on here, but this is just to give you an idea. Um, there's butter. Grass-fed butter is better because it has higher omega-3s. Uh, you can go with ghee. You can have nuts, seeds. Again, this is not a definitive end of the world list. This is just to give you some ideas. Definitely take this list and make it your own. But you have the proteins, which a pound is about 100 grams uh, because a quarter pound is 25. Uh, We already talked about how much protein you should be eating during each meal. About a thumb size of fat is appropriate if you're eating uh, just the leaner proteins like shrimp, tuna, whitefish, and chicken breast, uh, those kinds of leaner proteins, then you don't, then you probably should incorporate these fats. But if you are eating beef, you know, pork, salmon, higher fatty fish, sardines, those kinds of things, then you probably don't even need to worry about the fats because they're just built in. They're just built into the proteins. Um, we also want to make sure that we're including carbs. And we talked last episode about carb cycling. But we also want to make sure that we're incorporating carbs. And when we do that, we want to make sure that we're incorporating about a fist size of carbs into our meals. And here's some starchy vegetables, as well as other options. If you're on the podcast, some of those starchy vegetables would include uh, butternut squash, chickpeas, corn, parsnips, peas, potatoes, sweet potatoes, yams, those kinds of things. Things that are... Still starches, but not vegetables would be rice, beans, bread, cereal, that kind of stuff. And that's all perfectly appropriate to incorporate into a healthy diet. Um, And then lastly, about a third of your plate we want to make sure is vegetables. And I put a list of vegetables here. Again, none of these lists are like definitive end of the world lists. Take these lists, make them your own subtract things you don't like add things that you do but this is just to give you an idea and a starting place um vegetables for those in the podcast and aren't viewing this on youtube would include uh, artichokes asparagus uh, brussels sprouts broccoli cabbage cauliflower celery and a bunch of other vegetables as well again if you want the list go ahead and send me an email i'll put my email in the show notes below you can reach out And uh, I'll definitely send this list over to you so that you have access as well. Now, if we're eating sufficient protein right there, you are doing better than like 90% of the population. And because protein is so satisfying, not only does it support muscle, but it's also so satisfying that you're doing better than most people if you get one gram of pound for your desired body weight goal. This will take care of most things right away. But if you're going through, you know, you're eating that much protein, you work your way up to that, and you're eating a fist size of starchy veggies and carbs, you're eating a third of your plate in vegetables, you're having an appropriate amount of fat. If you want to, after a couple weeks, lose weight because you've been evaluating yourself, your measurements are not shrinking, which is another important aspect, right? The scale is not, is not the definitive end-of-the-world measurement because some people make tremendous progress. They see body composition changes which are just unreal out of this world, but the scale doesn't move that much because they've built muscle and lost fat. And if you build muscle and lose fat, you're going to look way better. But the scale might not necessarily change that much. It'll change a little bit, but probably not as drastic as some dieting methods out there make you believe it should. And so the scale is not really the, the measure of success here. But, you know, you're taking body measurements you're being mindful of what you eat, you're following these guidelines and a couple weeks pass and nothing's really changing, then what I would do is that for one meal per day, I would subtract a fat or a carb from one meal per day. And you compound that over the entire week and that's a decent amount of calories that you're subtracting out of your diet. And it's in that kind of slow, controlled way that you can make progress. What a lot of dieting methods out there do is they teach you to just reduce your calories as much as possible, as quickly as possible. The downfall to that is that actually sets you up for failure. The reason that it sets you up for failure is because your metabolism adapts pretty quickly to any changes. And so if you go down to eating as little as you can and your body adapts to that, then what that's going to do for you is it's going to make fat loss way harder and way more miserable than it needs to be. So again, going back to the slow and controlled methodology, if you follow those go, go, excuse me, wow, tripping over myself. If you follow those guidelines of getting the appropriate amount of protein, fats, carbs, vegetables... And you're measuring by taking body measurements. You're also keeping an eye on the scale, although that's not the definitive measure of success. If you're doing those things and you're not seeing any changes whatsoever, subtract one carb or one fat from one meal per day and spread over an entire week. That's a drastic reduction in calories and you'll begin to see progress. And if you don't, then uh, there's some things to consider. Feel free to shoot me an email, describe your situation, and I'll be happy to help you with whatever issue you're facing. But for 90% of people, that's going to do the trick for you. Now, some people might say, yeah, but I really love sweets. Well, I talked last episode, excuse me, I talked last episode about our Meal Planning Automator that we're giving out to our email list for free. And right now there's only five recipes there, but we're going to add to it over time. So at the end of this document, this uh, cheat sheet here, which again, if you don't have it, reach out to me and I'll send it to you. At the end of the cheat sheet, there's a link and it takes you right to the desserts page of that meal planning automator. Right now we have one dessert here and we're gonna add to it over time. So if you have a specific type of dessert in mind that you would like to see on here so that you can track it in your macros, you can incorporate it into your plan so that your your weight loss journey is sustainable because it's incorporating foods that you enjoy. If you have a specific dessert, a specific sweet, that you want me to put in here, shoot me an email and let me know, and that'll be one of the very next things that we add. Because again, if you're sending me emails, if you're interacting with me on social media, I really value your input and I want to know what you'd want incorporated in here. And so the person that sent me the question, or I guess the suggestion of, hey, what I really need is, I need a diet plan. That would be my recommendation for a starting place is to follow those guidelines, excuse me, to follow those guidelines. And this person also said that they want to keep cravings at bay. One of the ways to keep cravings at bay is to make sure you're eating the appropriate foods in the appropriate amounts. And if that's happening, your cravings will drastically reduce. But you know, at the end of the day, I get it at the end of the day, After you have dinner, your body naturally does crave something sweet. This is just kind of the way our physiology is. And I don't know why it is this way, but it is. And actually, after you have that sweet, it signals to your body that it's time to wind down for the day. It's kind of like the end of the day thing that your body craves. But if we make it part of the plan and we have a healthy relationship with that part of our day and it's not out of control, and it's planned and accounted for, then it makes sense for us to incorporate that as well. So again, let me know what you'd like to see incorporated in here. I would love to add things in here that are as beneficial to you as humanly possible, because again, my goal for 2024 is to see you reach those goals of losing 20 or more pounds of fat, healing your relationship with food, being proud of what you see in the mirror, and not having to feel like you are obsessing over your food choices, spending all your time in the gym and spending time away from family or friends or people you'd rather be spending your time with than running on a treadmill. Nobody wants that. I don't want that. I don't even do that because I don't believe in it. So if um, I can be of any help to you, please reach out. Glad to uh, do whatever I can to be of assistance to you on your journey. Hope this was beneficial to you. And we'll talk to you next time. Oh, and P.S. Always take a look down in the show notes below as there is links to my other social media handles. You can go and follow me other places as well as there's probably a resource down there that'll be helpful for you.